Hello, hello, and welcome to Frankie's Mama Reads, the podcast. I am your host, Jess, also known as Frankie's Mama. You can find me here each week, as well as on Instagram or Goodreads at Frankie's Mama Reads. This week, I've got a really cool episode for you. I am going to be doing the mid-year freak out book tag. If you are not familiar with tag videos, tag podcast episodes, tag bookstagrams, any of the tags, this tag episode is my first one on Frankie's Mama Reads, so that's exciting. And it's basically going to be 15 questions that are circulating the internet, so it's very popular in the Booksta community, that's Bookstagram or the Booktube community. And the questions are regarding the first half of the year, as far as what I've read, what I've liked, what I haven't liked, all that fun stuff. So, that will be coming up in just a second. But first, I want to get to my newest segment that I like to call... What you reading? What you reading? What you reading? What you reading? Let me tell you what I am reading. It is called Enter the Aardvark by Jessica Anthony. You might like this book if you enjoyed the first season of House of Cards, or you are just really into taxidermy. No, I did not misspeak. I did not mean taxes. I meant taxidermy. There is a lot of taxidermy in this book. It is called Enter the Aardvark, and that was not some sort of euphemism or some sort of metaphor, although maybe it is a metaphor, but it still involves a lot of taxidermying of aardvarks, or one said aardvark at least. But it also is kind of similar to House of Cards. It's a political satire. It has a hateable main character, although I'll argue that the first season of House of Cards, you you hated him, Frank Underwood, but you, maybe you were hoping not to hate him, maybe you're hoping not to hate the main character and enter the artwork, but it's pretty hard not to hate the main character. So unlike Frank Underwood, our main character here is actually a Republican, and he's very, very obsessed with Ronald Reagan. And this is a political satire, which is very interesting because there are a lot of Republicans who are very, very obsessed with Ronald Reagan. So this Republican congressperson is obsessed to an extreme with Ronald Reagan. But, much like Frank Underwood, he also has some skeletons in his closet, and those skeletons are of the male variety, and his voting record does not support LGBT rights issues, anything like that. In fact, it's quite aggressively against all of that stuff. So... The character is quite a conflict. Now, this story is actually very short. It's under 200 pages. So it reads like a short story, really, and it's quite fast. It's very fast-paced, much like a House of Cards episode used to be. I will say I used to love that show, and obviously do not support that show anymore, although that last season was uh, an attempt at saving it, minus Kevin Spacey, luckily. But this character is just about as likable as Kevin Spacey, I would say. So, very fast read. Um, I'm still not done with it. 
but that's more of a personal, haven't made time type of thing. But that is what I am currently reading, so not my norm. Although I do love a good political thriller, and this has a political thriller aspect, but it also has a historical aspect. So it's half historical fiction, half political thriller, and a dash of taxidermy. So if that sounds interesting, go check out Enter the Aardvark by Jessica Anthony. Okay, so this brings me to the main reason you are here for this episode today, which is the Mid-Year Freak Out book tag. I'm very excited to do my first tag, and I've got 15 questions that I have to answer. Let's get started. The first question is, what is the best book that you've read so far in 2020? Alright, I'm going to tell you right now that the best book I have read in 2020, I have not even reviewed it yet on Goodreads or here or Instagram because I'm not quite ready to give my full thoughts on it yet. But that book is My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell. This book is dark, like darker than dark. It follows a 15-year-old who is having a relationship with her 40-something-year-old teacher, and that was 10 years ago. So now she's 25, and the Me Too movement is a buzz. It takes place a couple years ago, and she is dealing with the allegations that have come out by multiple girls who also went to school where she went, who say they too were in a relationship slash abused by this teacher. The most difficult part for her is that she never saw the relationship as abuse. She always saw it as a relationship that she freely entered into and that he was a part of without manipulation. And now, in retrospect, with more information, with more maturity, she's seeing it as possibly being abuse and having to grapple with that concept and with his allegations and becoming a victim all of a sudden 10 years after the supposed crime. So it's a very heavy book. It's 400-ish pages, I believe, so it's fairly long. It's especially long for the topic. However, if this is something that interests you, obviously you've been given your trigger warning, but I highly suggest the audiobook. I listened to the audiobook, and it was so, so good. The actress who narrated this book did two different voices, so she did... One for a 15-year-old and one for a 25-year-old. And that was the most notable part of this um, audiobook is that the 15-year-old, her voice just was high and naive and excited and sometimes just really um, ignorant to what was happening. And the 25-year-old voice just sounded defeated and tired. At 25, already just tired like worn down and beaten and it's depressing there is a lot of depressing things about this book so I'm not gonna tell you otherwise but such a powerful book it's not true it's a completely fictional story but obviously 
we all know it is very close to being true, like it could be true anywhere in any high school in any situation. So that was by far my favorite book of the year. And um, I don't want to say anything else because I don't want to spoil anything, but the answer to this first question is My Dark Vanessa. Okay, question number two is, what has been your favorite sequel of the first half of the year? Now, spoiler alert, I have not read any sequels this year, but I read nine first books of a series. So I'm going to answer the question, what has been my favorite first book of a series that I have read this year? And of those nine, I am going to have to say Waiting for Tom Hanks was by far my favorite first book of a series. This book was a surprise hit for me. I mean, I went in hopeful that I would love it and very surprised that I did love it. It's a romance, and I've actually talked about it on my Instagram. I did a Goodreads review, and I have an episode where this one's mentioned, so I'm not going to go into a full review, but I am very excited that the second book of the series is coming out later this year. I think next month is when it comes out, so that was my favorite first in a series for the year. Question number three, is there a new release that you haven't read yet, but you're really excited for? Okay, you know what book I'm really excited to read about? I actually have not mentioned it here on this show before. It is called A Deadly Inside Scoop by Abby Colette, and it is the first in a new cozy mystery series, which is called An Ice Cream Parlor Mystery. So this is a cozy mystery that is set in an ice cream shop, which already I'm in. That sounds really awesome. So it stars Bronwyn Cruz, and she owns Cruz Creamery in Chagrin Falls, Ohio. So she is working on restoring the creamery back to the way it used to be, which was apparently awesome. And adding some cool ice cream flavors to the menu, which um, a lot of them used to be her grandmother's original recipes. Apparently, due to some construction delays, she's unable to open in the summer, which of course is ideal. So she ends up opening in the winter in Ohio. So it's the first snow that happened. And lo and behold, like any good cozy mystery... She finds a body on her first day of having opened the ice cream shop. And also, like any good cozy mystery, it's her father who's being accused of the murder. So, she becomes a cozy mystery sleuth because she has to set the record straight and clear her father's good name. This one has a 3.84 rating on Goodreads with 215 ratings so far. So, the reviews sound pretty good from what I've read, and I am excited to at least give this cozy mystery a shot. It came out in May, so it's available now, and I have added it to my list. Hopefully my library has it, and I'll be able to get it soon. Alright, question number four. What is your most anticipated release for the second half of the year? So my most anticipated book that is coming out this year, or at least planned to come out this year so far, is Fool Me Twice by Jeff Lindsay. So this is the second book in the Riley Wolf series. 
The first book was Just Watch Me, and I've talked about that a couple times on this episode. But basically, Riley Wolf is a master of heists, disguise, thief, thievery, whatever. And he is always trying to take something that is pretty big. So this time, he is going to be trying to take a mural that is literally painted on a wall in Rome. So he's trying to steal a wall. So it's pretty out there, pretty awesome. Jeff Lindsay's the guy who brought you Dexter, the books at least. So pretty excited about that. And I've been waiting for it since December when I read the first book in this series. Question number five, what is your biggest disappointment this year so far? So I have to say the book that I was most disappointed by was Vox by Christina Doucher. So it's not a bad book. I gave it three avocados, so it's still pretty good, but it just wasn't great. This book is kind of has some um, Handmaid's Tale vibes. It's basically set in a not-too-distant America where half of the population, being the female population, has been silenced. So there's trackers that track how many words you say, and you're only allowed to say a certain number of words per day. The concept is very cool. The issue I had with the book is that there is a romance element to it, and it's not that I have anything against romance. It's that this book could have been a lot more powerful if that hadn't been in there, or at least hadn't been what saves the day in a way. And it's not, that's not too much of a spoiler really, it's just, I just didn't find that that part of the storyline worked as well as it could have, so... I was disappointed by that because I went in really, really hoping that that idea of limited speech would be really cool, and it just wasn't quite as cool as it could have been. The next question is, what is your biggest surprise this year? So my biggest surprise this year was a book called Deep State by Chris Hoddy. So this book I gave five avocados. There is a sequel coming out I am already excited for. I didn't mention it in my most anticipated because the sequel comes out in 2021. So we've got a little bit longer to wait for it. But Deep State was so good. It's also a good book for you if you loved House of Cards, but also Homeland or Designated Survivor, any of those kind of uh, political thriller action type books. It's very fast-paced, very action-packed. I thought I might like it, but I did not realize how much I was going to like it or that I would be so surprised by the ending. It just, everything was awesome about this book. So definitely my biggest surprise of the year so far. Next question is, what is your favorite new-to-you or debut author? So I am going to go with a new-to-you author because... I have actually read two of her books this year already, and that is Diane Chamberlain. She's huge, so you've probably heard of her. I think she has like 25 books out. Most of them are set in North Carolina. But I read two of her books this year, and they are just amazing. Both five avocado books, both stuck with me for months later, weeks later. 
The first book I read was Big Lies in a Small Town, and the second book I read of hers this year was The Dream Daughter, but I have already requested a lot of her other books on hold from the library. So by far my favorite author that I've read this year and possibly moving in to my favorite author category. Question eight is who is your favorite fictional crush from this year? Y'all, I don't read romance. Not much. And I don't really enjoy a ton of romance. So I don't have a fictional crush from a romance book. I read a lot of thrillers and pretty much everyone in a thriller is not going to be somebody you're going to have a crush on. So this was a struggle. But I then remembered that I did read this one cozy mystery that I talked about on my cozy mystery episode. It was not a favorite. It was a three avocado book. However, the character of Ansel, who is like a supporting character, really, he's a contractor. He would probably be my fictional crush if I had to have one. And honestly, he's he's a very good character. And I kind of got some Kristoff from Frozen vibes from him. So if you're into the tall, blonde kind of goofy guy, I guess um, Ansel would be your dude. It's it's a decent cozy mystery. I'm actually going to read the second book in the series because I want to give it another shot. Also, the character of Ansel will continue into that book. So since I don't have a ton of options, I'm going to go with Ansel. However, I am going to make an effort next year in the first half to try to find a better selection of options in my reading material so that I might be able to answer this question a little bit better next year. Moving on to question number nine, who is your newest favorite character? So I already mentioned this book by Diane Chamberlain, The Dream Daughter. And I'm going to have to say, although I had a ton of new favorite characters this year, I'm going to go with Carolyn Sears, who is the main character in this book, The Dream Daughter. So the reason I'm going with Caroline Carolyn Sears is because I still think about the decisions that she had to make, and I still think about how things ended up for her, or how things one change could have ended up differently. I just, it sticks with me, this book. So Caroline, Carolyn, I really still haven't decided how you say it, has a baby in 1970. This is Vietnam War era. This is obviously pre-cell phones, all sorts of things. The baby is born with some kind of a heart defect. And She is presented an opportunity to help the baby not have a heart defect anymore. But in order to do so, she's going to have to time travel ahead to the 2000s at some point. So it's a historical time travel book. And things don't always go as planned and decisions have to be made and... It's just a whole thing. It's super interesting, kind of sad, 
didn't love the ending, totally understand why the ending is the way it is. It's just a whole thing I've talked about before and I honestly can't stop talking about because this book is just that good. And Carolyn, I'm just going to go with calling her Carolyn, is such a good character and such a good mother character. So she's just a model, I think, of what you would want to be as a mother. That's probably why she's my favorite character this year. Okay, question number 10 is, what is a book that made you cry this year? So I think I've said it before, I am not a crier in books or for books or really for many, many things. So getting me to cry from a book is pretty challenge. That's a, a lofty goal. So I found one book in my list of books that I read this year that possibly made me shed a tear. And if it didn't, it should have. Because that book is called Start by Believing, Larry Nasser's Crimes, The Institutions That Enabled Him, and The Brave Women Who Stopped a Monster. This book is by John Barr and Dan Murphy, and as you can tell from the title, it is about the Larry Nasser crimes and abuse that took place for decades. It contains a lot of graphic information, a lot of first-hand information from women who were just girls when this took place, and it's very dry. It's very much a non-fiction book that reads like a non-fiction book, but it is pretty hard to read. I do remember stopping in, in the process of reading this a few times. I read it in January, so... A lot has obviously happened in the last six months that this feels like forever since I read this book. But one thing that stuck with me about this book was that there was a quote from Nasser. One of the girls said that Nasser, when she talked to him about doing inappropriate things, he said, no, I didn't do anything inappropriate. But that no one should ever do that to you. And if anyone ever does that to you, you should tell someone. It's just so manipulative, it's so gaslighting, like, no, I'm not the one who's abusing you, but if anybody does abuse you, go tell somebody for sure. That just, that just struck me, and so this book is definitely sad. Another book that is also sad and might make you cry is the one that I mentioned before, My Dark Vanessa. So, like I said, I'm not a crier, but if you are, these two books might might be books that will help you shed a tear. Question 11. A book that made you happy. So I definitely read some upbeat books as well, along with thrillers and other more sad books. But one that I would say made me happy is The Overdue Life of Amy Byler by Kelly Harms. So I read that this year. It actually came out last year. But I just um, finally got around to it, and I'm so glad that I did. It was really good. It started off really funny, like I actually was laughing. And then it gets a little sad, or just a little like, oh, you know, a little rough. And then it really ends on a good note, like it's just a positive book. So this one definitely is one that, it's not light and fluffy, but it's still a good book for looking for that happy mood. Okay, question 12 is, what is your favorite book-to-film adaptation that you've seen this year? Now, I don't watch a ton of 
quality movies or TV. We watch a lot of 90 Day Fiance, Catfish, a lot of Guilty Pleasure TV shows. So this year, I haven't seen a ton. I mean, we do watch some other good shows like Dead to Me on Netflix and things like that. But I only could think of one show or movie that I watched this year that was an adaptation from a book. So I'm going to go with that one because it actually is really good. And that is The Plot Against America, which is on HBO. But the book is actually by Philip Roth. So I have to admit that I have not read this book. It is on my list of books to read, but the show is really good. Winona Ryder is in it, and she is just so, so good in this show, but so are all the other actors. It's just a really good show. It's also kind of, it's like a dystopian show, so it's pretty interesting to watch right now while things are really kind of crazy, um, and I think the book is probably better because it usually is, but I can't speak for that. So the next question is, what is your favorite review that you've given this year? So I've given quite a few reviews on this podcast, and I've also done some on Goodreads and Instagram, of course. But I think I'm going to go with my favorite review being for the book The Home for Unwanted Girls by Joanna Goodman. I talked about this book on my episode about mothers. And I really liked this review or this episode in general because I just talked about books that feature mothers and unconditional love and how far mothers will go for their children. And this book is a very good example of that, as well as the other books in that podcast episode. But this was one I hadn't mentioned yet. And also, it's just a really good book. It's a historical fiction. I gave it five avocados, so definitely one of my favorites of this year, but it actually came out in 2018, so I just happened to read it this year because I found it in a little free library, so, which is really cool because it was already on my shelf of books on Goodreads that I've been wanting to read for a while. Okay, question 14 is, what is the most beautiful book that you have bought so far this year? Now, if I answered that straight up, I'm not even sure what I would say because I don't really buy books. So I'd have to look at what book I've even bought this year. I am a very avid library user, patron. So I'm just going to go with what is the most beautiful cover of a book that I have read from this year. So I'm scrolling through my Goodreads right now as I talk, and I think I am going to have to go with... The Psychology of Time Travel by Kate Mascarenas. So I talked about this book on my time travel episode. I think that might have been like episode two or three. And it's a really pretty cover. So it's obviously a time travel book. It's a really good book. Another five avocado book. But the cover has like, um, I think it's called embroidery, guys. I'm not crafty. It's hand-stitched maybe needlepoint, something like that. So quilting, embroidery maybe, I don't know, thread. But it's very cool. You'll obviously now have to check it out so you can tell me, ah, what, what is this craft? But the cover is really pretty. And all of the things that are stitched into the picture are pretty important to the storyline. So it's very cool how they did that as well while still making it 
very pretty. I also like how the font gets bigger as the words get closer, kind of like time travel. So, very pretty cover, matches a very awesome book. And this brings us to my last question, which is, what book do you need to read by the end of the year? So, I've got so many books that I've got to read by the end of the year. But I am going to go with Recipe for a Perfect Wife by Karma Brown. Now, if it took me a minute to get that out, it's because I had to turn and look at the book on my shelf. This book has actually been sitting here, checked out from the library, since March. So, I've had it a while. There's no due dates right now when I got it out, right when the pandemic was about to start. So, it's been sitting here. I keep wanting to start it and then starting something else. So, I went ahead and got the audiobook from Audible just recently. So, I'm hoping to start that very, very soon. It also looks really cool. It is a historical fiction-ish because it takes place in two timelines. There's present day and then there's the 50s. It has to do with a woman who moves into this house and finds a recipe book from the lady from the 50s and then in reading it learns some secrets about her and her life and I obviously don't know anything more beyond that because I have not quite yet started. But hopefully I can get started on that within the next couple of weeks along with some of these others that I also have to read, which I will not be mentioning right now, because hopefully hopefully I'll be able to get to those soon, too. Alright, that's going to do it for my first ever tag episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. I thought that was pretty fun, kind of reminiscing on the first half of the year, and also looking forward to some of these books that I've got to get to. So I am off to go get reading, but until next week, you can catch me on Instagram, or Goodreads at Frankie's Mama Reads. And until next week, keep on reading.